to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. Well, hello everybody and welcome or welcome back to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. It's great to have you along with us today as we start a new series called your questions answered and this has come from a a gathering that we had back in january of a whole bunch of youth and children's ministry leaders where we took some time with all the leaders into the room in the room to say hey what are some of the things that are affecting you in youth ministry right now and 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 how and how can we help what are the themes that you value just to hear some input into uh from the from the podcast and so we're going to do a whole series based on the things that you said to us that you would like to hear about and the first of those is how we help young people transition uh, from our youth groups and in to university and it is my delight to have a wonderful guest from fusion ministries with us today it's aaron nyagam and i'm going to introduce him to you in just a minute but just before i do that I've got to make sure I remind you about Limitless Festival coming up in the summer. It's the 6th to the 10th of August at Staffordshire Showground. And the early bird runs out at the end of April. Uh, So make sure you get your tickets sorted before then. We're going to have a fantastic time. We just, some of you would have been there. We just had uh, an amazing time at Limitless One. Eight locations uh, around the country. Uh, It was just amazing to see thousands of young people back in the room across those different locations and just the feeling of being back together again man uh, it really kind of wet my appetite for festival in the summer so make sure you get your group booked in and do if you can book in before the end of april because uh, that 10 pound saving per ticket quickly adds up across your group and maybe you can get a few extra pizzas in as well <laughs> okay so that's limitlessfestival.co.uk to get your booking in for that but let's crack into this first of this new series your questions answered with aaron nyagam aaron welcome along to the limitless leadership podcast hey tim so good to be here uh what a joy yeah great 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 to have you with us and um aaron for those who've not met you yet who are not familiar with you why don't you just give us a a little something by way of introduction tell us about yourself let us hear a little bit about your family and uh, though you work for fusion um uh, in student ministry and we'll come to that in a minute uh, you've you've had a bit of a journey in youth ministry as well haven't you so tell us a little bit about that yeah for sure so i at the moment currently live in uh, east london uh, so based in London, I'm part of a, a South Asian church called Prayer Garden, uh, where I kind of look after our youth and and kind of students and young adults all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally from Liverpool, so a Scouser. Uh, my family <laughs> are up north. Uh, my mum and dad, uh, my sister, uh, live there. So uh, I so assume cool. you're an Everton fan then? Would that be uh, fair to... That is not true. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> so a proud, proud red, and even he's a red. He's a red. In, 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 in all that's happening at the moment, so yeah, um, yeah. So grew up in Liverpool uh, and part of the Tamil Church or South Asian Church. Growing up, my dad was a pastor, so a pastor's kid. Um, pretty quickly, was looking after our youth there, um, and I guess a journey in, in in just the real heart to see young people meet Jesus, and yeah. um, and yeah, at the end of my university time, felt a real call to pursue some of that call in my life, and uh, through various what I call God moments, end up a fusion. Uh, but yeah, I, I so currently still do youth work locally, Fantastic. Uh, while also doing while doing the both so youth and and students and envisioning students yeah. and university as well so and is that then as a as a volunteer that you're doing youth ministry in your local church 
uh, fantastic. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and this is not true for all kind of South Asian churches, but the resources are very limited in the in the wider church to, to an extent sometimes. So uh, me and my friend, we do it together. But it's, a, it's a volunteer role. Uh, but it's because I think that just the passion to see uh, young people really meet Jesus and journey with him and be disciples of the Lord, I think uh, that's the joy, isn't it? It's the joy of yeah. what I get to do uh, is up in other countries, seeing people meet Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's and, fun. I, and I love that, Aaron, because, um, you know, so many of our listeners and, you know, so much of youth ministry in the UK is volunteer driven. And so you get it, you understand where, you know, we're at in terms of being in that volunteer role and we've got families and we've got busy jobs, but yet we've just got a heart for young people. And so that maybe some, we use some of that like fleeting spare time that we have just to do that important thing of, of of passing on the gospel to the next generation. So thank you uh, for doing that where where you are and just a shout out. Why don't we just a little shout out to all of the volunteer youth workers listening to this podcast today. Well done. We know it's not easy, but keep going. Uh, You're doing a brilliant job. Uh, And we mentioned up front that you, you work for your, your employment is is with fusion. Um, So tell us a little bit about fusion and and there you are the student mission developer. So what does that mean? and, and, And what does that look like for you? So Fusion, uh, if you kind of don't know what it is, the Student Mission Charity in the UK. We are uh, passionate about seeing students find hope in Jesus and uh, in, in some way making the local church their home. So um, so I've been with Fusion for coming up to nearly five years now. And my role simply is to equip the church to be the answer to see students find, you know, find home in, G- in a home of the church. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to see every student presented with the opportunity to meet Jesus. And we want oh. the local church to be at the forefront of that invitation. Uh, so my role at the moment looks like leading the London team. So connecting with the churches in London, equipping their church, student workers, resourcing them, equipping them to lead student ministries, but also to equip students to live um you know, uh, passionately for Jesus in campus and what it looks like and envisioning them on what it looks like to see their friends come to meet Jesus through them. Uh, so work, yeah, involves a bit of traveling, meeting student workers, hearing stories of what God's doing across the country. Uh, yeah, it's a joy. It's it so is good. So good. And Aaron, thank you for, for joining on joining us on this first of this uh, Your Questions Answered series. And, you know, uh, I know why we got asked this question about how we help young people transition, you know, from our youth groups and, and into university as young adults, because it's a, it's, it's a all too familiar story, isn't it? That, you know, the young person who uh, maybe they were brought along to our churches as children, maybe they came to faith uh, at, you know, during their time at youth ministry and we invested years of our lives into them and we felt like we were they were going on great with God. But that, that time came and they left the youth ministry and they went to university and they didn't connect with Christian community there. They didn't connect with a strong local church. They didn't connect with their CU or whatever the alternative is at that university. And, you know, the, the freedoms and the temptations and not just the temptations, but that sense of challenge yeah. that they hadn't yet experienced before all come together to kind of crush their faith and before we know it you know they've turned away from god and i'm sure that all of us who are in youth ministry who are listening uh now could could say a name uh, or more (laughs) of of a young person who's had that or a very similar story and it's heartbreaking isn't it yeah Yeah, it really is 
and yeah, for me like friends like i think uh, even yeah. when i was at university friends who had committed to the lord like journeyed really closely together going away from faith i think for me was one of the reasons for why can i do what i do because i'm like oh i'm seeing people who love the lord we grew up together we knew yeah. Jesus together yeah. we were in youth groups you know youth groups together are now no longer christians or yeah i don't know where they're at with their faith and yeah it, it really is it really is heartbreaking because i'm like that that reality is true for, for so many of us yeah it is and it, and, it, and it is heartbreaking and 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 it's why this conversation is such an important one but you know what 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 are the other things, Aaron, that, that that make this an important conversation? Why why do you feel like it's important that we have this in mind for our young people, particularly, I guess, those college age young people, year 12, 13? What why is it important for us to uh envision them, equip them for life as a young adult and for life at university in particular? So good. Uh before I just say that, I think I just want to say to the youth workers listening thank you for your investment and thank you for, for, yeah. for when you have transitioned well or when you've helped them envision because what we see is we inherit students who come who've thought about their time at university who are on fire for jesus mm. and we're like wow we see the years of of investment that you've done and we're the student ministry or student workers yeah. are inheriting the fruits of your labor so when we ask why is it important, when we don't do the envisioning or the transition well, what happens is kind of we do an incredible job of really, you know, like walking with them, discipling them and 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 just getting them to that place of just after or when they're in college. But those maybe six months for when they come to land their A-levels or their sixth form and they think about life after uni or life in university, maybe they're moving to a different city. I think if we don't, the cost is what we've just said of them yeah, not being yeah, plugged yeah, in, yeah. them not finding a local community um, and, and, and falling away in, in mm. some cases. And, and again, we just named that. So I think the, the, to the question, why is it important? I think it is important for us to help young people think through how their life at university is more than just what they can get mm. and how we can be missional. Now, I don't know about That's you. That's good. Been, yeah. And yeah. how, so I've, I don't know about you, but I've, I've been in some church settings or grown up in some church settings where we often tend to get people to the front when they go on a mission trip. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that. So if someone's uh -huh. yeah, of course. somewhere in Europe or somewhere across the world, we go, hey, come on, church. We want to bless these guys. We want to get them to the front. We want to pray a blessing over them as they go on mission. Uh, I've, over the years, began to challenge churches or just in, envision them to go, what would it look like to bring your young people going off to uni and commission them? Because mm -hmm. almost that's what is, we're sending them off on mission to whatever city across the UK uh, to live for Jesus. So what does it look like to really commission them and reframe their thinking of time at university is something that I just go and I consume, it's my degree, which it is, but also it's so much more than that. It's, yeah. well, how yeah. can my faith have an impact on my campus? How can my faith have an impact in my, in my halls of residence? And actually, how can I be a blessing to the church I go to? I've had this amazing youth worker or community I've been part of. Yeah, I've had all yeah. this investment. Now, how can I go and actually bless the city I'm going to? So I think when we reframe the thinking of like, actually, when you finish here, this isn't over. You, we, we actually get to reframe their time at university as mission. Yeah. I think we get to see that that's the fruit we inherit. I think as yeah. student workers, as student churches, we're like, this 18-year-old who's walked up to campus is on fire for Jesus. Yeah, and that's the heart, that's that's the work of the youth worker. So we're inheriting that. So yeah. I just think that's that's key. It's really key. 
I love that. And it, it changes the mentality from a, a survive to a thrive kind of mentality of, oh, right. how can we just like get them to ho- hold on for dear life, you know, by the skin of their teeth to Jesus. So actually, how can they <laughs> infiltrate their campus as a missionary, you know? And I, and I love that thought. But um, obviously... I, I love and I love your emphasis there on actually as the church, you know, let's let's get them out, let's commission them, let's send them out. You're going out as a missionary, that whole kind of thing. But of course, it also requires the young person themselves to have that that frame of mind as they go out. I'm, you know, I'm not only going to university to get a degree, but I'm actually going, I'm actually going to wherever I'm going to university. I'm going to that city. I'm going to that town. As a missionary, I'm going as, as Christ's ambassador. I'm going to represent God in the in the spaces, in the lecture theatre, uh, you know, in, in in the SU, in the bars, you know, yeah. uh, in the in the halls of residence. I'm going to represent Jesus. Aaron, what are some of the ways that we can equip a young person to leave our youth ministries with that thought, you know, at the forefront that yeah. I am a missionary in that space? How how can we help equip our young people to that end? I, yeah, really good. And I think practically it looks like this. I think, especially when they're, and in terms of timing, probably before the exam season, I think, I think we've got to intentionally begin to do this with our young people who are getting ready to go. So when I mean, what I mean by that is this practical conversations. If that's a one-on-one, depending on how many young people you have going. Sometimes for me, in my local context, we've had one student, one young person leave to university. So what we tend to do is like, have a conversation so i'd take them out we'd have a meal or we'd go out for food but and it, it even changed the dynamic of our relationship to make them feel like now you're no longer a youth you're actually becoming an adult so okay, yeah. even changing that dynamic of like actually now like whereas before i wouldn't actually now i'm, I'm going to look at you as an adult we're going to spend time and even that my my dynamic with you is going to change and to begin to envision them practically looks like this asking them the question of what what do you see as your time to be? Ask them for what their vision is. Very um, good. I think that's because I think the emphasis on them is always key. And what we don't want to do is go, here's, here's all the things you need to do. Go for it. We need to help them go, actually, what am I going to own? Like, what, what are the things that it's my, what am I thinking about right now when I think about uni? And practically help them reframe some of that. And um, for, so for us as Fusion, one of the things that we do is this thing called Prep for Uni, um, which is the you know student linker box and, and journey through that. And simply the journey is this, is devotion. It's, it's yeah. our personal devotion leading up to it. And all of that helps us think through, how am I going to be in my personal devotion with Jesus? It's good. And because that's key, because I have to own this. And I don't, I, you know, I no longer have Tim who like, check up on me here all the time or I don't have Aaron, you know, and how am I going to take ownership of my personal discipleship with Jesus? And number two, when I'm there, how do I look at what's around me as opportunity? So when I'm, when I'm in my campus, when I'm in my church, like I think the student link up thing of helping them find a church together with them. So going through the student link up app and like, Oh, here's a bunch of churches that's in your city. What, what interests you? What do you like about this? Where do you feel like you want to go? Let's talk to the student worker now. Let's do it together. So before they leave you, they've already made a connection with the city they're going to. So That's I think yeah. often yeah. what we do, like often the, the challenge we have is this. We want to help them transition well. And especially towards the end of their time as youth, it's exam season, A-levels, or maybe, you know, like it's, it's busy. And we can, because of the nature of that time, it, we can lose this 
time to invest in them. So yeah. what happens when we do, don't do that is this, it gets to the summer and they move. And when they get there, for the first six, eight, 12 weeks, there isn't an emphasis of finding a local church. Yeah, There isn't a thing of getting plugged in. So I think it's pivotal. That So I'd say practically get a one-on-one. If it's one-on-one with them, get a one-on-one with them. Begin to ask them. I'd say a great question I've always asked my uncle is, what's your vision for your time at university? Like, what are you thinking about right now? Yeah, yeah. What are you, what are you thinking about? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. I've got, lot, I've got so many thoughts off the back of what you've just said there. And, and one of those, and I think it's absolutely critical, um, is what you said about devotion. You know, you, you mentioned food, but one of the things as a parent, and I, I think of youth ministry as spiritual parenting, to be honest. Um, but as a, as, a, as a biological parent, yeah. um, it, it, one of the things that a, like, uh, a teenager you know young adult going to university one of the things that as, as a as a, a you know a familial parent that you have to equip them to do is to feed themselves right because maybe you know dad and mom or you know whoever the guardian is has been cooking for them while they're teenagers but now you're going to university i'm not cooking your dinner for you anymore you got to feed yourself and so yeah. we actually need to give them cooking skills right you need to right. you, know, uh, you don't like you mean it's going to be bad news for you if you're eating pot noodles every night you know here's how you could here's a few <laughs> here's a few practical tools of of uh, here's a few recipes like here's a few things that you need to know about how you can here's a few tips about cook a big batch meal one day and that will see you through the week and you know right. parents will want to do that because they want them to eat eat well eat nutritious meals and not just kind of eat beans on toast yeah, all the yeah. time or pot noodles all the time. And so yeah. a parent will do that and that will sustain them physically right. and keep them healthy, right? Well, if youth ministry is spiritual parenting, how important is it that in the years prior to them leaving our youth ministries, and this starts way back, way right. back, that we are equipping them to feed themselves spiritually, um, that we're putting the tools in their hand. Here's how you have a, like you said, devotional time here's how you pray here's how you speak to god here's how you listen to god here's how you read scripture on your own and understand it and it's like giving them the recipes for nutritious meals and teaching them how to cook right because if we don't do that um and they leave our youth ministry that there ain't anyone else who's going to feed them they need to learn how to feed themselves have you got any thoughts aaron about how we can do that, how we can equip young people to spiritually feed themselves, to spend time with God on their own, to read scripture on their own, pray on their own, all those things. Any thoughts about how we can do that? Tim, you're spot on. Uh, and um, yes, like the, some of the things that we've seen or some of the things that I've, again, been a youth worker here as well, practically thinking through our young people who are going off to uni. Um, I've seen the massive difference between uh, the, the young people who've, who've gone off and who were dependent on church. And yeah. I'm from a South Asian church, so our church dynamic community aspect is very different. It's very family oriented. Yeah. Uncles and aunties everywhere. Everyone looks after you. You know, you're like, you're, you're taken care of. But the moment you go, you're disconnected, you're away. And when you don't find a church or when you're not plugged in, the impact of that on you is, is heavy, like it's big. And we've seen our young people come back quite often to connect. So, so when you talk about devotion and, and having a devotional lifestyle, it is 
pivotal. Just, I love that analogy of like getting people to like thinking about utensils, like, you know, normal university checklist of you know, here's your pots and pans, here's what you'll need, here's like things you'll need to buy before you go and parents will buy them all for them, right? Like, or here's all the recipes you need to cook. In that same way, I think, and you're right, not just before they get ready to uni, I think if we have this vision for, I think we, we were together to, uh, with a few youth workers a while back and we were talking about this, the danger of us just having vision for youth for when they're just here is that, is that when we get to the end of their time with us, we don't know what happens next. So even from before, what I think our vision for youth work, and I think it's something that I've been challenged by for my local, is with my 13-year-old now or with my 12-year-old now, I'm like, well, what does it look like for your personal devotion with Jesus right now? Because it will hold you in good stead when you get to 18, 19, 20, or wherever you go. Uh, and how do we do that practically? I think making this, making Bible accessible. So one of the things we've practically done is like uh, do practical little group things on how we unpack scripture together and how we personally go through it. So we do practical Bible studies or un- reframe Bible study in a way that makes it personal devotion. So instead of like, we're just going to read, what does it look like to, even if it's a verse at a time or a chapter at a time, practically what are you going through and what are you getting out of it and giving them the tools to do that well whether it be like the bible plan or doing something together as a community uh, that's been helpful one of the other things we found uh, to help with people in their personal devotion is this is to get them comfortable spending time with god and hearing his voice and getting into time of prayer by themselves so mm. that's been at the core of our the dna of our youth ministry i think that's great yeah has to be because i'm like Yes, because the overflow of your personal devotion has an impact when we come together together. Yeah. So when, uh, we, when you say that's been at the core of your youth ministry, like g- g- give me like give me an example of how how you would do that. So so is it like you is it that you'll kind of model something together as a group that you would then want them to do on their own? Like, so tell me like give me some detail right. about that because yeah, yeah, I, so, I want some of our listeners to be able to steal some of that stuff no, and, and sure. apply it so, in their own context. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things we do when our, in our times together, our time when we gather together as as youth. Uh, is is quite varied. So we'll have a real time of time with the Lord, where we where we worship, where we seek Him, but also time of prayer. But also time of prayer in the sense of like helping all of them understand what prayer looks like. So we would model some of what prayer looks like in terms of prayer language, what we pray for, how we pray, what does personal prayer look like. But when it comes to Scripture, one of our times together is this: we will take a chapter, we will all read it collectively together. Yeah. So one of the things we'll get all of us to read it, and then we'll go line by line. And invite the room to go, what are you seeing in each line? So every okay. young person will go, oh, in this verse, Psalms 22, for example. Here's, we're reading Psalms 22 together. What in verse 1 is the word that stands out for you? Why? And then we'll go verse by verse. That's one, one of the activities that we do. Another thing that we do is, look, again, with scripture, is I'll get them to read a scripture in choir. Everyone will read it by themselves. And then we'll go, okay, now read it again. We'll wait, we'll pause, and then we'll take one verse out, and then you'll share to the room why this verse out of all the verses is the thing that God is saying to you, or why, right. what from that verse is he saying to you? So you begin to invite young people to not just read and go to the next. We go, actually, we're going to read. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit what he's saying to us from that scripture, and why is he saying that? And then we'll pray off the back of it together. So yeah. what we found is this. Our young people, when they read scripture, when they're doing a plan, we, we have a plan as a youth, youth ministry. So we are all reading this plan together. So when they're reading oh, that's this plan, good. 
So that's one of the really practical thing on the Bible app. It's easy to know who's done it and you can check the accountability as well. You can follow up and like, you've missed two days. What's going on? (laughs) So uh, that's been really helpful for us because we are committing to reading scripture together and make it a personal rhythm. And we're all in it. Like, you know, by yourself. And sometimes it's harder. We'll journey that together. But we're committing to reading a chapter or whatever it is that the rhythm is. Uh, and we found that really helpful because then we have young people who come on a, on a Friday or whenever we hang out, be like, can I have a chat with you about this chapter? Because like, I read this, but I didn't, I didn't understand the context. Can you explain? And I'm like, that's come from your personal reading and your personal devotion with Jesus. And you're wanting to learn and grow. So I think just creating pathways practically whether it be scripture, in prayer. One of the things I'm passionate about is helping people hear the voice of God. Yeah. And especially young people. It's it's one of my biggest desires and prayers is like, we all get to yeah. hear the voice of God. And so one of the things I normally do, I call it a one minute, one minute exercise. It's really practical thing. Uh, so when you're in your youth group, I'll go, get up in pairs, maybe with a person that you don't really know that well in your youth group, because there's some, you know, who naturally be really good friends. So get them remixing. We'll get them to sit next to each other and then go, Who's going to go first? Nominate who's going to go first. So someone will go first. And the other is the one that's getting prayed for. And I'm like, I'm going to put a minute on the clock. For a minute, we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit, God, what are you saying? And just wait. You might even feel something. You might get the scripture. It might be a word. It might be a sense. Whatever it is. Don't, don't try and figure out what the meaning is. Don't need to figure out what it means for them in like a biblical kind of you know, exegesis of this is what God is saying. But just pray, just wait, ask what the Holy Spirit's saying. At the end of the minute, just share it. And what you find when you put a limit and let, stop them from overthinking is some profound stuff just comes up. Like, because they're like, I'm not trying to think of what this means. And we get them doing it for each other. And I'll be honest with you, some of the times we've done that, we've had some of the most life-changing prophetic words given from yeah. to yeah. someone else. They're like, I don't know if this makes sense, but I feel like I just had the sense of this. And the yeah. person's like, oh my goodness, like, yeah. that's literally what's been happening, you know, or whatever. Like I've had words given my, by my youth who've gone, I know, I don't know if I can say this to you, but I feel like this is happening. I think it's, I see this image of change or whatever. And I'm like, that's like spot on. And you have no yeah. idea what's going on in my yeah. life. I think it's creating space. It's equipping them. It's giving them practical tools today. That's it. That's it. That means that, you know, th- this becomes their lifestyle and not just something that they're like, they do when they're in youth group together. Yeah, and I, I really like this because this is this is the stuff, isn't it? This is the stuff that we we, we want to see a young person's faith transition from information to revelation, where they where, where they have their own like it's not just head knowledge, but they have a personal relationship with God, which sets a solid foundation for them as they go um, uh, into youth ministry. I love that about um, as, as into university. I mean, sorry. And, and I love that thought about, you know, we want to equip them to hear the voice of God. I'm thinking of the apostle Paul, my message and preaching, we're not with wise and persuasive words, but yeah. with the demonstration of the spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on man's power and, it, uh, uh, but on God's power. Uh, and that thought that actually, if they're just, if they, if they're just leaving, you know, our youth ministries with just like, they, they know the Bible stories, but they don't know Jesus. For themselves yeah. it's a faith that's based on man's wisdom and not on god's power so it's it's create it's having those uh, facilitating those spaces where young people can hear from god teaching them to hear the voice of god to, to to like you like you said to read scripture but not just read words on a page but to listen to god as they do it some of those tools were so helpful it's really really important and, i love that and I, and I and i think 
we've got to raise the bar in, in our youth ministry in yeah, terms of like what, what we can see God do. And mm. one of the things I've been challenged is often I'm like, oh, I've got loads of youth today. Like, oh, do I just make it, like, do I, do I just facilitate the space and just, and I'm like, I've often been challenged by the Holy Spirit of like, what can I do in this space? And what are you creating space for me to do? And so I think over the years, one of my big, one of the things that I feel like the Holy Spirit's convicted me on is actually, I, I get to move in this place. Like I get mm. to meet young people where they're at. So creating space for a real encounter, creating space for the Holy Spirit to move, creating space to listen to God and actually see it happen. So that, even that scripture of demonstration, I'm like, actually, you, your life will only be radically transformed when you meet with Jesus. Yeah. My information will help, but it's revelation that transforms you. If that is the case, in our journey together, we've got to have space for fun. We've got to have space for community food. All that stuff is true and it's pivotal. But I'm like, I think one of the things that I've been challenged over the years is I to raise the bar and my expectation of what God can do when we meet together and yeah. then really go for it go on. With, with the things that we do. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, and I think, and because of that, what's happened off the back of it all, the journeys that, that spark, you know, it's, it's never big moments, right? It's some of those small spark moments. Yeah. And like, I don't know about you, like for me, when I was young, there was as a 14 year old, like a, a moment in youth ministry or a moment in Sunday school, like a little spark in me that was like, ah, there's something here. And then something else happens and something else happens. It was eventually when I was 23 is even though I was a pastor's kid, it was when I was 23 in my final year of university where I kind of encountered the Lord and absolutely changed my life. But mm. all of these moments were pivotal leading up to that point. Mm. So mm. I'm like, let's raise the bar with what we yeah. can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hear that challenge. And, and actually, um, one of the uh, forthcoming episodes on this Your Questions Asked uh, series is about um, how we raise the spiritual temperature in, in, our, in our youth ministries. And, and, and I love what you're saying there. Come on, let, let's, let's raise the bar. Let's anticipate, you know, let's, let's take these risks of, hey, we're going to listen to God and share what we think he's saying. And, uh, you know, um, that, that whole kind of spiritual vibrancy in, in our youth ministries is, is so important. Uh, what, what I'm hearing, Aaron, and tell me if I'm wrong, is, 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 is that really there's two key things here that, that we want to get right if we want to see our young people survive and thrive when they go yeah. to university. First, it's equipping them um, with the tools they need to spend time with God on their own, to, ha- to develop that deep personal relationship with Jesus that's not dependent on their youth leader or youth ministry or, or local church. Um, and second is um, helping them to connect with Christian community early doors. Um, you, 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 you mentioned it, you alluded to it a little earlier on, but student link up, tell, tell us, um, what that is and how it can help us as youth leaders help, help our young people get connected to local churches when they go to university. Student link up is a, a really practical, helpful app, um, that I think every young person needs to know about. Um, a student link up basically helps a, a young person who's going off to uni connect with a local church in the city they might be going to. So um, say you have a youth, in, in, for me, in London, who's moving to Birmingham. Um, in, in the Student Link app, we have all the churches that have connected with Fusion over the years who are saying, hey, we're here. We want to welcome a young person who's coming to our university as a student. We are on the forefront of welcoming them, receiving them. We want to connect with them. And we want 
our church for, to you know for our church to become their home when they come here. So all these churches are there, and the student workers are on the app, and the app basically helps a young person connect with a church. Yeah. Hopefully, before they even move to a city, so you can speak to the the yeah, youth that's, worker, I like the that, student yeah. worker on the church, and then we've seen stories of where student workers have, have spoken to the, the the young person who's moving and met up for a coffee beforehand, and and so the young person when they go into a church for long, uh, you know for the first time incredibly daunting if you go into yeah. a new, a new yeah. place and you, you're walking into this big church building especially if you're on your own yeah especially if you're on your own and you don't have your community with you you've moved to, it's a new place i think that even the fact that you've connected with someone beforehand you've met for met, met the student worker for a coffee you've gone out for food and when you go in you know someone i think changes the game or even going with the, the youth worker you know or the student worker sorry who's like come and say hey i'll pick you up or we'll go together i think that the, the sense of like breaking down the barriers to make church accessible i think student link up plays a pivotal role in helping students find that so for youth workers i my, my thing is this get get your young people downloading it if you know they're moving to university in september get them downloading it sit with them look, let them look through the churches ask them yeah. to see the profiles read what the church have on offer for students that's great you know? yeah and then so, the messaging and stuff yeah yeah so that's studentlinkup.org and it's just on, on the app store i'm assuming as well um yes people yeah. can access that uh, and, and i guess an important element in this is i think sometimes what can happen is it becomes a little bit out of sight out of mind right. because obviously uh, the the young person moves on to university and the youth worker well they're still very busy with everything they've got right in front of them and the young people who are still there in the youth ministry yeah. how important is it that we just whether it's like sticking a regular reminder in our google calendar you know once a week or, or once a fortnight that we just check in with those young people or now young adults i guess for a yes. season after they've left us to say hey how, how is it going did you connect with that uh, local church that we talked about you know via student link up before you went and you know how are you finding it and, like how important is it to and, and and i guess also practically aaron like for how long is yeah. it appropriate for us to do that after they've left us because it can easily become outside out of mind can't it it's completely agree and i think for me, at least, and so for some, it will be different depending on where the young people, where the young adult is now. I'd say at least for the first year, it doesn't have to be weekly or fortnight. I think every month or so, or every yeah, other month, yeah, yeah. I would check in. I would have a call or a FaceTime, uh, or I'd just you know, Zoom or whatever it is, have a check-in with him. And when they, if they come back home uh, during the Christmas break or whatever, yes. I yeah. definitely make it a, a point to connect with him. Because uh, I, I think I think at least for the, for the, in a, Minimum um, a year at least. Okay. Wow. Them. Okay. Yeah. Track with them, uh, and sometimes you might not need to because you go, oh, actually they're really plugged in. Uh, they've got they're connected to their student ministries. They're serving. They're on it. Actually, yeah. oh, you're good. I'll make it a less regular. So I, you know, might check in once every three months or six months for the first year at least. But for some of them who haven't and have found it harder, I, my frequency is a bit more higher. So it might be once a yeah, month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once every three weeks or whatever but i think it's key. a lot of sense i yeah. think it's key to to track with them for the first year just so that we don't it, it, there's this gap right between youth ministry and student ministry and we've like there's a void in the middle it's yeah. to make sure that that doesn't happen it's yeah. that oh yeah. they've left yeah. me they should be plugged into a church now they should be okay but yeah. then the student workers like i've only seen him i've seen him or her once and i haven't seen yeah. him since and like yeah. there's no tracking in between so i think at least for the first year 
to make an intentional rhythm. And, and you'll be able to discern as a youth worker, like how much I need to, because the more we know, actually, yeah, you're plugged in now or you're serving, I, I'll check in in the next three months just to see how you're doing or send you a card for yeah. the first year at least or just check in on your birthdays or whatever it is. But I think for the first year to have it as an intentional plan, I think is key. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Okay, so so we're saying these two key things, like equipping our young people with how to spend time with God on their own, their personal relationship with God, um, uh, and ensuring that we do, you know, as far as it depends on us, everything we can to help them to connect with Christian community um, once you know they get to, uni- uh, to university and to do that, help them do that even before they leave. Any other keys that you're seeing or does that kind of sum it up? Any, anything that you're seeing from a student's worker point of view or with, with your work with Fusion uh, that you're seeing in the students coming through and what we can learn from that? A- a- any other keys for you, Aaron? Yeah, I think what, what a helpful reminder is, is this, and this is why this conversation is so important, is as, as, as Fusion, we kind of did a bit of a research, just getting a sense of the church student um, kind of landscape across the country. And what we found is this, just over 1% of undergrad students are connected to their local church. Ooh. Just over 1%. That's not uh, good. And, and that is alarming. Uh, mm. and, and that shows the need for us envisioning young people for time at university. Right. Uh, and the need for them to be plugged into a church when they go. Because yeah. uh, what we said at the start, right at the start of this podcast is true even now. On the flip side of that, what are we seeing? We are seeing 18-year-olds now, a handful of them rock rock up to our campuses, absolutely on fire for Jesus. And that's why I wanted to start off by saying thank you for all the youth workers for your journey, because that's your investment in them, that we are inheriting as as student workers or as as student mission journey across the UK. We're seeing the 18-year-old rock up who's absolutely going for it. And... Some of the stories, just even in the past two, three weeks of friends who've been praying for their, you know, for their friends to come to meet Jesus, like students have been praying for their friends to meet Jesus. Uh, one, one student story, he, he was praying for his friend for three years, journeyed with him, loved him well, mm. was just walking with him, non-Christian, but he was devoted, plugged into a church. Um, I think it must have been three weeks ago now, they were prayer walking their campus, um, and as they were prayer walking, met this met his friend who was in the library, invited him, just said, hey, listen, we're prayer walking. Do you want to come and join us? Mm. He prayer walks with them. Mm. And at the end of it, just says, hey, listen, I, I can't. There's something here. I can't run away from it anymore. There's so something good. in this God. Gives his life to God in front of that library. That was the third day. I think that Sunday he got baptized. Go on. <laughs> uh, and this is happening. Like this is one of many stories we're hearing of students absolutely just on the front foot, even if it's praying for praying for their friends, yep. sharing faith, inviting their friends to come to church. Yep. The impact of what we're seeing is this, but at the same time, the reality is yep. it's just over 1%. So yeah. it is pivotal that we reframe our young people, help them with all the stuff that we spoke about and go, hey, what does it look like for you when you go to university to be, be someone who leaves a legacy? Yeah, someone who makes a mark, you know, yes, it's about a degree. Yes, you'll get, you know, all that stuff is true and we want to go for it. But also what some of what you're carrying here, some of what we've seen here in our youth group, how can you take this and bless this this ministry you're going to go to and actually be a blessing? Uh, And what we see when we really envision them is an 18 year old who's rocking up to our cities full of passion, full of hunger and gets plugged into a student ministry and is a blessing to the student ministry. 
And student workers are like, oh my goodness. Like, and there's a massive difference as a student worker with my student worker hat on when I see a young person who's been envisioned by a youth worker for their time at university to one that has it. Yeah. It's obvious. Yeah, it's nice yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. Just the idea of, yeah, we, not, we don't just want you to hang on. We want you to go and, and be a missionary in that space. Kind of, yeah, where we started. It's so good. So good. So good. So important. Um, and um, Aaron, I, I just want to ask one more question, actually, because yeah. um, before we wrap up, because not every 18 uh, year old goes to university. Right. So just a little bit of a question really about um, how we can invest in those young adults who, who stay around, um, who maybe go into work or apprenticeship or whatever. And, and, and so they, they have, you know, uh, crossed the borders of our youth ministry. So they're not, no longer, a, no longer in adverted commas, a young person in that yeah. sense, but they're still part of uh, our church community. We don't want to forget those people. No. Um, have you got any thoughts on, um, what youth workers can do for them to prepare them for life as a, as a young adult and and if they're sticking around yeah and i think very similar i don't think much of that changes in terms of this okay the yeah things we talked about but i think the, the thing with that is having having vision for it and it's helping them think through actually now you're no longer a youth in here of you know in our group anymore but you're part of this church you're part of the community now what is what does that mean like what what are you going to bring to this place what does yeah. your ministry look like here? Meaning, if, if you go into an apprenticeship, you're going to a job, what does it look like to live for Jesus there? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, so the principles are the same, I think, yeah, ideally, good. when we prepare them for life. Is the principles are the same. And also now then, if they end up staying around, then my question is, actually, what is God asking you to do in our church? Like, what is, what is God now beginning to stir up in you? What are some of the leadership things that's, like, happening in you? Like, is it is it? Maybe you, you're, there's a heart for you. You might want to be yeah, on the team and serve. Maybe it's you want to pioneer something new here or God is asking you to do something in your workplace or in your apprenticeship or in the community. I think it's really, and again, similar, envisioning them for their life after our youth group and what does that look like for Jesus and what is, what is God asking them to do. So some of that might be, hey, you might feel called to youth and want to serve on team and what does that look like in the pathways of that. Or if it's in your apprenticeship or your workplace, similar. What does it look like for you to bring God in that place? How do we equip you and tool you? I, I, yeah, I do love that emphasis of of of, of helping uh, helping to draw out the the heart of that young person and their vision. And and you've you've returned to that Aaron a few times, and I think that's really helpful. Rather than hey, I've got this thing I'm doing. Why don't you help me? Like, what's God put in in your heart, and how can I help you to see that become a reality? And I and I do think you know for that for that young person who's sticking around um that there is that real opportunity to continue that discipleship journey with them isn't it so if you've got a year 12 13 who you know isn't going to go off to university then at that stage you know bring them onto team with you as a young leader and even when then they're 18 19 they can be they could be part of your you you mean you said it they could be part of your youth team as a leader and and whilst they're not a young person in your youth ministry anymore you can still be discipling them and investing in in, in them and helping them to become all or they can be in god in, in that way can't you so you, so you can still play the long game a little with, with those young people and it's key and i think raising up and, and the reason i keep coming to that point of drawing out of young people is this we've got to help young people take ownership 
of who God is asking them to be. Very good. And we live in a generation where everything is information, everything is given to you, everything is consumed. And, and, and where we get to be countercultural is go, actually, what is God breaking your heart for? What is God saying to you? And because he is talking to you, he does have a personal relationship with you. And so what is that? So I think when we begin to draw out of them what God is doing in them and help them realize that, you begin to realize they take ownership. They go, yeah, I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about media. I'm passionate about worship. I'm passionate about youth. And they get to own it. So I think yeah. the reason I keep coming back to that point is this, because it's so countercultural. Because culture is just telling you who you are, what you need to be, and what you get to be, and all that, you know, is, is given to you. I think we get to go against the grain in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good, Aaron. And I think, I think you know, the thing that it, this is, all of this is, is making me think about is what's our metric for success because i think you know success is it is more about it's much more about legacy than attendance isn't it and so we we can look at a youth ministry and there's tons and tons of young people showing up and we go oh wow that's a successful youth ministry but if none of those young people are following jesus when they're 40 50 60 70 years old then then was it really or were we just gathering crowds but actually what we you know like we said before youth ministry is spiritual parenting where our job is not to gather big crowds there's nothing wrong with gathering big crowds Mm -hmm. unless it detracts from our real task which is to raise up followers of jesus Jesus. and 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 i think you know that that we can we only really know the success of our youth ministry five ten fifteen years after that young person's left when they're still following jesus and they still got a heart for god and they're you know they're still sharing their faith and um maybe now they're maybe now they're bringing up their own children as jesus followers or or serving god in various ways in in the marketplace or you know through the life of the the church and so on and so forth and so so i think it's that thing isn't it like how are we measuring success are we just thinking you know bigger is better or are we thinking actually our job is to raise up you know lifelong followers of jesus who will not be easily persuaded in the face of conflicting views when they arrive at university but have their feet planted firmly in the word of god um, and in their own relationship with jesus so 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 aaron thank you uh this has been such an inspiring conversation and you've given us some real practical tools as well um one more time just remind us about how we can connect with with fusion and and with student link up uh so that um, our listeners can take it from here yeah, uh, so the, the, the Student Link Up app is there. The Prep for Uni, which is a, a link to the Student Link Up box, which is a resource that I think we need to get on the hands of every uh, young person. Uh, connect with Fusion on our website, and we'd love to come and kind of have this chat with you or train you. Um, and yeah, so the heart is we want to see every young person really commissioned well for their time at university. Superb. So it's fusionmovement.org and uh, studentlinkup.org and of course on the App Store as well. And don't worry, we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. And, and, and Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great. Thanks, mate. Uh, and to everybody listening, uh, Aaron said it already and we say it every time, just 
Thank you for everything you're doing uh, to invest in the lives of young people. Thank you for being a spiritual parent yeah. uh, to, to the young people who, who are in your youth ministry. And we, we absolutely know that it's easier said than done. And it's not straight roads and it's not always up and to the right. And there are disappointments and there are heartaches. But the fact that you're listening to this tells me that you're still going and you're still seeking to give your best to Jesus. So we just want to say thank you. Would, would you know the smile of God over your life? Would you, would you hear his voice saying to you today, well done, good and faithful servant and please just keep going uh, because what you're doing is so so important and hey let me just remind you as we wrap up uh, get that limitless festival booking uh, sorted before the end of april to get your early bird rate we can't wait to be with you in person at Stafford's showground 6th to the 10th of august and we will see you next time on the limitless leadership podcast